You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Girls Podcast. I'm Shay. And I'm Jess. And today we are talking about friendships. Friendships and specifically good friendships. Yes, good friendships because there's this amazing book that the Smart Girls Guy put out called Friendship Troubles. (laughs) And what I loved about this book is because it talks about, you know, feeling left out and getting over fights and like the struggle for popularity Mm -hmm. amongst friends. But Shay, you and I had this beautiful conversation when we were conceiving of this episode where we talked about how important it is to know what a good friendship is. Yeah, I I think that is a really important thing to put your finger on. And for me, a good friendship just feels like pure happiness, Mm -hmm. like a warm hug when I'm with them. And every time I come away from hanging out with that person, I feel actually energized rather than drained. That is really important for me. Yeah, that's a really good sign. For me, a good friendship feels safe. Yeah. Uh, It feels like I could be fully who I am. Yes. And I wanted to say this. I think a good friendship also feels like you can get over the tough stuff together. Mm -hmm. You can communicate with them and not be scared to say things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think when I think about what we tell girls about friendships, though, I think there are some myths that we have to bust. Oh, absolutely. A little bit. What what would be a, a myth that you think is out there around friends? A massive myth for me, especially in the elementary school and middle school years, is that you have to have a best friend and you can only have one best mm. friend, which I think is so false. I, growing up and still now, have always had multiple really close friends. It's never been just one. And there are also years where I don't have a super close friend at all. And I just have like acquaintances and it changes. Oh, that's a good. What's the difference for you between an acquaintance mm. and a friend? For me, an acquaintance is like a classmate. Like if I'm sitting mm. at a table with them, I can hold a conversation. I feel relaxed enough around them, but like I never really hang out with them outside of school. Um, and even if it's not school related, I just feel like I don't know them on a deeper level yet. Mm-hmm. I could get to be really close friends with them. And then a true friend is somebody that I see and feel really comfortable talking to about whatever's going on in my life. I feel like I can fully be myself around them and I feel super comfortable and relaxed and like I don't have to worry about how I look or what I'm saying or what I'm doing or worry about if they're judging me secretly or anything like that. Yeah. See, I think that's another myth is that, you know, that it's always so easy to make friends. It's just not. It's not always easy. I mean, I'm like, I'm kind of an introverted extrovert. Mm, Like, Me too. Me too. You too? (laughs) Yeah. I can be outgoing, but I like my quiet private time. Me too. But I'm much better like one-on-one with people. I'm Mm -hmm. not a great group person. Mm -hmm. Are you a group person? Honestly, I don't really know the answer to that question because I think with the right group, I can be. Oh. But I absolutely prefer being one-on-one or with like two people at a time because I just feel like it's better quality time. And I feel like that's something that's really important Mm. to me, just being able to hang out with somebody and not be on our phones and just like actually really spend time together yeah. and talk and like relate to things. Yeah. See, I think that myth about it's like it's easy to make friends. I think if somebody's really shy. Yeah. Or if somebody's like had a bad friendship or had a yeah. bad experience, they might be like hesitant to trust again. So mm-hmm. maybe that's another thing we can add to our definition of good friendships is trust. And trust. I think trust 
is earned with actions over time. I completely agree. That is something that I want to touch on, actually. I feel like when you go into a friendship really hot and heavy, like maybe even just in a couple of months, you've like spilled all your secrets to this person. I feel like you don't really have enough time with them to know who they truly are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in all my close friendships, they have been long-term relationships where we slowly get to know each other and we build that up and we hang out. We see each other in all these different environments, see how they interact with things and other people. And we really, really, really get to know each other. And then you really trust each other. It doesn't happen right away. Yeah. I think we have to be careful not to rush in to things and let them grow over time. But you said something that's been really sticking in my head, which is, about how you feel you can be yourself in true Mm. friendships. And I think, you know, I'm thinking back to like when I was in elementary school and in middle school, and if I'm being honest, you know, I think I tried really hard to be other people in Mm. friendships. Like if I wanted to be friends, let's say with like a group of girls that were very popular because they liked makeup and hair. And I actually wasn't into makeup and hair when I was a kid. I just didn't really think about my appearance in that way, but they were like the girls who would like do their, you know, makeup in the bathroom and do their hair in the bathroom. And I wanted so badly to be friends with them. And I remember, I don't actually, I've never told this story. I remember, yeah, I did not wear makeup when I was a, a little kid and this was in sixth grade. And I took makeup from my mom and I didn't know what it was. And I thought it was mascara. Oh no. And it was liquid eyeliner. <gasps> and I went to the bathroom where these girls were doing their makeup every morning before school. And I was like, they're going to like me because I'm going to oh, put on Jess. makeup with them. Shay, I took that liquid eyeliner and I tried to paint it <laughs> on every eyelash. Because I thought, I'm dead serious. I thought oh. that's how you did it. My mom didn't wear makeup either. So like, I genuinely <laughs> didn't know how to put on makeup. And I was like, Paint. I was like in the mirror with them painting every eyelash. And this one of the girls looked at me and just ripped into no. me, like just started making fun of uh. me and was like, what are you doing? Like, you look so ridiculous. And obviously I was heartbroken. Yeah. But I and I, and I never ended up becoming friends with them, clearly, because I wasn't being myself. And also they yeah. were mean. But... I was just going to say this is a prime example of why you shouldn't <laughs> try to be who you are in. Right. But I remember now looking back and thinking about Jess in the sixth grade and saying like, gosh, you know what? I was trying too hard. And mm. I think if you're trying too hard to make friends, that's maybe a sign that these aren't great friendships. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is also something that I have talked to you about when we were thinking of this episode. But when you aren't yourself right out of the gate when you're trying to make a friend, I think it's very easy to slip into staying as that version of yourself that you put out there. And then maybe a year, two years, three years go by and you're still faking that version of who you are because you think that that's who they want to be friends with. And you feel like, you can't be yourself around them because they don't know who that is and they, they're they not going to like it and they're going to judge you. And so I think for me, one of the key things for when you're first making friends, I know it's so scary and it is so hard. And even for me, it's still hard. But you really should try to be the most genuine version of yourself yeah. when you're first getting to know them. And it doesn't even have to be like the very first time you talk to them, you're like that. But just in those early stages of getting to know each other, start to be really relaxed and tell yourself that it's okay to be genuinely who you are and that if they're meant to be your friend, they will accept that version of you. Right, 100%. If yeah. they're meant to be your friend, they won't make fun of you for not knowing how to put on yeah, mascara. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But what about to like, you know, you talked about long distance friendships mm-hmm. and I think about all the different ways that we have friends. Like we talked about there's not only just one best friend, there's lots of friends from different parts of our life. Yeah. You 
travel, you do other things. Like, do mm-hmm. you have friends from different pockets of your interests? Absolutely. And I, I feel like I always have because I've always done school and extracurriculars. So I had ballet friends growing up. I had school friends. Um, and now I have acting friends that I yeah. make when I'm working. And so with that comes friends who don't always live in the same area as me, um, which is really hard. I got to admit. But I think it's also a true test of genuine friendships because if you can keep up how close you are without living right by each other, then that means you're really good friends. And if you can pick up where you left off after like months of not speaking to each other, then that's a really good thing. Well, sign. and a lot of people had that experience over the last couple of years. We weren't Absolutely. able to be with our friends as much. Or maybe, you know, online friends are also real friends. Yeah. You know, we, maybe we've never yeah. even met our friends in real life. But, we you know, we've developed friends over time. So clearly there is so much to talk about. Yes. With friendships <laughs> and about friendships. Yeah. And we've kind of got the perfect guest, I think, today yes, to talk do. about that. we do. Um, it is one of your in-real-life friends, mm-hmm. but you don't get to see each other often. Yeah. Tell us who's on the show today. Our guest today is Malia Baker, who, like you said, is one of my genuine, very close friends and also a long-distance friend. I don't get to see her all the time, but we stay in touch, and she's an amazing person. You guys may know her as Marianne Spear from Netflix's The Babysitter's Club or maybe Gabby Lewis from Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark? She is so talented and one of the sweetest people ever. And I'm just so excited to get to be able to talk to her today. I know. I'm so psyched that she's here and I get to see like your friendship vibe uh, together. So let's get into it. Yes. Malia, I am so excited to be asking you some questions about friendship. I am so happy to have you here. Uh, You have been one of my really good friends for quite some time now. And I'd say we have a very healthy, good friendship. I hope you feel the same. But how do you know when you're in a healthy friendship? And what does that specifically feel like for you? There's just that excitement and energy and happiness and uh, the feeling of empathy whenever you're going through something and checking in on either, um, making sure that your friends support you no matter what and have you elevated and as a priority so you don't feel like you're kind of being left in the dust is mm. for me 100% one of the things that have made me realize healthy friendships. Yeah. And Malia, you're also a really good friend. So what does being a good friend feel like for you when you know that you're there for somebody and you make somebody happy? Mm. How does that feel? I'm a big, okay, I'm a big paragraph person. (laughs) Yes, you you are. I will say paragraphs of text and you know sometimes she'll come in with like a few sentences and I'm like I'll add a new column and then it'll be great (laughs) so for me that's how I show my love uh Mm -hmm. especially if I have a lot of friends that are far distance as well and I can't exactly be there and hug them when they're going through rough times so even just like TikToks or uh, stupid photos of cats (laughs) that are doing silly things I'll be sending those and making sure that they know even from a distance I'm there a phone call is easy to make and making sure that you are there, even at the hardest of times, has been, for me at least, when I can feel like, okay, I've been a good friend. Mm. Yeah. So can I ask a question? Because in our opening, Shay and I were talking about, Malia, how it can be really hard when you're making friends to be fully yourself. Mm -hmm. When you first make a friend, like sometimes you want to try to like, you know, you act like the way you think this person wants you to act. Um, or you kind of maybe put on a, a, a mask or kind of a fake air. Have you ever had that experience before in making friends? Like, have you ever tried really hard to be somebody else in a friendship and it just not work? 
Totally. I feel like we all kind of went through that awkward middle school phase of completely putting <laughs> masks through every yeah. click that goes yes. through at your yeah. school. Yes. Uh, I remember this like group of three girls and they're like the popular cool ones, of course. And I obviously wanted to be a part of that little group. And um, they just weren't really my people. And my mom, ever since I was younger, she's like, you'll find your people. Don't you worry. There will be an opportunity for you. Maybe it doesn't happen now, but just kill them with kindness and make sure that you're yourself throughout the whole process because you're going to attract what you put your energy out with. And I think it just comes with time and learning unfortunately but learning yeah. allows you room to grow and although there might be some bad experiences you know that they're worth it in the end to make you feel at home with not even yourself but with the people you surround yourself with yeah so you mentioned some bad experiences and you were talking about not being yourself around people and sometimes you do end up actually being friends with those people and they're not your people at all they're yeah. not who are meant to be yeah. your friends and then that turns into a really unhealthy sometimes really toxic friendship so what does that feel like yeah that i mean that can happen so easily yeah. so i think that we forget that other people can put on masks as well oh, if they're true. kind of attract this your energy and um want to be friends with you it's this vicious cycle that i feel like we all put ourselves into and mm. sometimes our friends aren't at the same stage as we are in learning and finding ourselves and that's really hard to do because you care for them and you love them and you want to be how you were but sometimes it just doesn't work out like i said before i think having giving yourself some room to grow and understand and expand um is something that is very hard to do because it feels really lonely most of the time and yeah. it's really isolating because you don't exactly know who's there for you anymore mm-hmm. um but i think just trusting your gut trusting yourself and trusting um your authentic self in particular and putting yourself out there is my 100% go-to advice, especially for my little sister. She's going through the same thing right now. So I, it's hard, but you know, I feel like once you have people around you, it's easier 10 times. I feel like this is what we get to learn from friendships though, right? I mean, every relationship we're in teaches us about ourselves or teaches us about what we value. Mm -hmm. And we don't always know that, right? So sometimes we learn our value, (laughs) from from relationships or from friendships, right? We learn what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to kind of <laughs> and just ask you, what can you talk about a moment where you knew Shay was a really good friend oh. for you or to you? Like, what was the moment where you're like, oh man, this is my people? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good question. There's been so many moments. I think the first, gosh, the first time, it's funny, actually, we weren't, we were all like great friends on the first season of the Baby Strips yeah. Club, but we weren't as close as we are now, I feel like. Mm-hmm, I um, it was actually when she went home to San Diego and I was like, I should take shit. And yeah. we just started talking <laughs> online and we ended up doing like sleepovers over FaceTime, mm-hmm. all the things oh, that like you'd want to do in person, but you can't necessarily. Yeah. And that time it was around COVID as well. So we were just trying to do our best and we could understand that the world is trying to as well. And I think it was when the first time I saw you after that was the, when we went to Disneyland and (laughs) I think I was freaking out about something. And, um, I was super anxious at that moment. And I think she just like grabbed my hand because she saw that I was like picking at my nails and she was like rubbing my thumb. And I was like, she understands what the heck and so it was just the sweetest thing and it's completely subconscious 
she doesn't even realize that she's doing these things. I'm completely hyping you up. I'm sorry. I will never stop. I send her <laughs> paragraphs so of motivation oh. way too often. But yeah, I think that was the moment where I was like, yeah, this feels like home for sure. Oh, this feels like home. Yeah. All right. What's your what's your Malia story? Honestly, uh, basically the exact same thing. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Not the exact same moment. I don't know if there was a specific like this is the exact moment where I know she's my friend. It was kind of just one of those things like we were talking about earlier where over time I realized mm. that she was somebody I was going to when I was really excited to share something that that was good that was happening in my life or I went to her for advice I mm. talked to her about everything and she was consistently there for me and like a, yeah. just a really good person that I could trust and go to and I could always talk to and um, a lot of the same things with like some of my anxious habits like I rip out my nails or like I'll pick skin off my lips sometimes if I'm really really anxious and if she ever saw me doing stuff like that she would remind me to not do it and she, it would kind of be like like very gentle but also firm yeah. like say you you can't do that and so, yeah so what advice would you give Malia to somebody who might be listening right now mm -hmm. and you know, maybe has a hard time making friends. Like maybe they're really shy or, you know, they aren't in a community or involved in things right now where they've got a lot of friends going on in their group. Is there like any kind of advice you would give someone listening about how to make friends and how to be a good one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I played a character who was very similar to that, a very shy girl and was very introverted, did not know how to make her friends and um, had a really hard time trying to find herself and being okay with herself. Um, so I think the only thing is that I can really provide comfort in is that there's probably someone in the same room that you are that is going through the exact same thing. That's They're probably so having a really hard time trying to be themselves, trying mm. to put themselves out there, trying to not want to call home straight away. Mm. Um, and it's so hard to do because I feel like the easiest thing to say is go up to them, go say hi, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's hard. You know, you can't really do that. It's, it's a difficult feeling because you're both going through the same thing. It's not exactly like they're going to do the exact same thing. So I would really just say, spend some time, spend some time and work on yourself just a little mm -hmm. bit. What do you like? Like, what do you like doing? What do you want to find people that have the same interests of you? Do you want to like get into art? Do you like science? Do you like math? all those type of things and um, just kind of put yourself and throw yourself into those situations that you wouldn't necessarily do two months ago and as difficult as it is I feel like it's part of like what I said before the growing and the expanding yeah. it's repetitive as yeah. and also when you're making new friends I feel like especially in middle school you always want to have that like perfect friend group of like the really popular girls but that's mm -hmm sometimes really scary, but there is a lot of pressure to have like a good girlfriend group. So I want to know what your experiences have been with that. How do you handle a big friend group? And especially mm. ones where some people are closer inside the friend group and there might be those, those little clicks, which is mm. honestly, that happens a lot of the time. Yep. Yeah, it does happen a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I remember being a part of this trio friend group, and I feel like we all know that sometimes they're not the best situations. Yeah. There's always <laughs> one person in a moment that feels like they're being left out and that it's a best friend situation and you're just tagging along for the mm -hmm. ride. And mm -hmm. it's hard because you thought your initial response to this was, oh, we're great, we're a group, but yeah. it just doesn't turn out to feel that way at the end of the day. Um, what I remember is my first experience was that was in like kindergarten wow. and we're wow. still friends to this day is hilarious. So <laughs> I, it, 
it's like obviously people that I wanted to stick around yeah. with. Um, but I think just having those conversations of, I'd really like to do this thing with you guys or even giving yourself the opportunities to allow yourself to wiggle in and mm. create activities that allow three people to do things because they usually don't come yeah. in three people things which is really annoying <laughs> um the funny thing is though is that sometimes you're the person that is in the kind of inner circle yeah. and mm -hmm. that even sucks more because you can yeah. see someone else is having a really hard time but there's that kind of veil that you put over yourself because you're having a great time finally and you yeah. want to enjoy it um so i really think just be the bigger person with that treat people how you want to be treated in that sense yes. and um allow yourself to actually be a part of that kind of group because it is hard i mean i feel like we've probably all experienced that kind of group and not knowing the complete dynamics of that group in different scenarios and you mentioned something really important too though which is about <laughs> communication like speaking up and saying something i find most of oh. the conflict that happens in all relationships but mm -hmm. especially friendships is when we either feel intimidated to say something or we're afraid of conflict. We're afraid, like, if I say something to this friend, they're going to hate me. I'm going to yeah. get kicked out of the group, you know. And I think those are really important mm -hmm. signs to look for, right? Like, a easeful communication is really important. Yeah. Malia, do you have any thoughts or advice on how to speak up when you're having a conflict with a friend? Have you noticed anything that really worked for you to make communication successful? Yeah, actually, it's funny. I use codes with my friends a lot. Yeah. I use them with Shay sometimes too. We'll be like, so yeah. I think we have a hedgehog emoji code. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We do. Yeah, we haven't used it in a while, which is good though, because it it was our code for like, Stuff I'm up. not doing great right Aww. now. Like, I, I want to talk to you about something. So it's good that we haven't had to use exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. I was about to say, I was like, I haven't seen it in a while. I'm yeah. actually really happy I haven't. <laughs> um, but there are those kind of codes, because for me at least, I've always found it really difficult to deal with conflict with my close family friends as well even my sister I don't like dealing with conflict in that sense and although sometimes really really needed it's just it's hard and you don't mm -hmm. know what to do with yourself you don't know how it's going to affect your friendship afterwards and you want it to remain the same and um, the same level of love and closeness as you initially had so I would really say find what works for you if there's like one word that you want to use that's like this isn't okay with me, mm. but I love you. But also, can we talk about this a little <laughs> bit more? A phone call, a, yeah. just a group hangout so we can like have a complete spill of emotions and feelings. Yeah. I feel like that's how you get your closest friends in all honesty is yeah. once they've seen you completely break down. And yeah. I once definitely have done that. Yep. So <laughs> Yeah, they got to see the ugly cry a little yeah. bit. And I want to say really quickly totally. too, there are so many different ways to bring up difficult things that you mm -hmm. want to talk about with your friends or with your family. Um, if you feel like you just can't say the words to their face, you can write it in a letter and leave it for them to read. You can send a text. You can have a phone call, a FaceTime. Figure out what works for you, like Malia was just saying, because yeah. it's different for everybody. Yeah. We are talking about, like, good friendships and what they feel like, and obviously yeah. you guys have a beautiful bond. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, um, Malia, what are two words that come to mind when you think about Shay as a friend? What are the top oh. two words that come to mind? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. It's hard to pick a few. Say, that's hard. That's a really hard question. All right. Just two. Hmm. I would say compassionate. Oh. And I would also say 
really driven. Mm. She works so hard, and I don't think <laughs> enough people know that. But Thank she you. is insane. She really, really is. <laughs> and it's motivational talking to her for five minutes just because you get that kind of rush of, oh, yeah, I can do things too. Even this podcast, like you see her doing her thing up there, and it's, oh, it's the biggest fangirl moment for everyone watching. And Aww. I think it's just amazing watching her grow into herself and expand because I know it's only the beginning, but I'll always be the number one fangirl. I'll be the one with the fangirl. <laughs> yes, you are. I love um, it. And what are your two words? I think the first two, I could overthink this and pick a million other ones because she is so <laughs> incredible. But the first two that come to mind are supportive because Malia is always there for me no matter what I'm talking to her about. No matter what's going on in my life, she supports me through thick and thin and kind. Malia Aww. is genuinely one of the sweetest, kindest human beings I have ever met in my life. And she continues to be that way. Sometimes you get closer with somebody and they show their true colors and it turns really sour. But Malia, we have been friends for a while and you have stayed as sweet as the day I met you. So Aww. I think that says a lot about you as a human. That's so good. This is why I love friendships. <laughs> I'll, I'll say the two words that come to mind for this interview is inspirational mm. and informational. I yes. really think you gave some great advice, both of yeah. you today, on ways to be good friends, make good friends, and experience our good friendship. So, yeah. Malia, we're so happy to have you with us in this conversation. Thank you for hanging with us today. Thank you. What a lovely, delightful human Malia is. <laughs> she really is. Yes. She's incredible. What's your big kind of takeaway from that conversation? Okay, so everything she said was amazing, but something that really struck me, and it was kind of the first time I had really thought about it, was when she said that other people might be putting up masks That's too. That's my moment too! No Because I've never really thought about it like that. I always like... I, and it's something so weird where it's like people are so consumed with themselves that they don't even notice. And it's like, oh, my God, I was too consumed with like, oh, I put up masks sometimes to realize yep. that other people might be doing the same thing. Yeah, that was my big aha moment, too. I yeah. thought she was so spot on in yeah. reminding us that like we might be pretending to be friends with somebody, but they also might be pretending <laughs> yeah. with us, which yeah. actually makes communication make so much sense. It's why we have to really A, show up as we are, but B, things aren't feeling completely there figuring out how to say something. Yeah. And also that other people might be really nervous to come yeah. up and talk to you as you are with them. Like, we're all just going through a lot of the similar experiences. Indeed. I have a question for you, Jess, about friendships yes. that I didn't ask you in the beginning. But mm. I want to ask you, has your experience and feelings and the way you view friendships changed as an adult compared to what it was when you were a kid? That is great. Question, you. <laughs> Shay. You know why? Because I think adults are just like big bodies with little kids inside. <laughs> You're just big like babies. We are all just big We're babies. We're just no, babies. I just think that a lot of the stuff that impacts us, I mean, that's why I love doing this show with you because we come from two mm -hmm. different generations and two yeah. different life experiences, but the issues are all the same. And yeah. I think, so my, my answer might have two parts to it. I think one is um, there are lots of times I still feel the same way when mm -hmm. I was younger, as I do when I have more age under my belt, which is, you know, being friends and making friends is tender. It can be vulnerable. Yeah. It is awesome and amazing. And it's also awful and terrifying. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like all the same yeah. things, right? So all the emotions that we're talking about today and the complexity of that, that exists all the time, even when you're an adult. Mm. But what I will say that is different for me is 
how, and you asked me this, how I see friendships. I think when I was younger, I thought I needed a lot of friends to be Mm. popular or I needed a lot of friends around me for that to matter. And I think what I find as I've grown up and am growing up is the friendships that I have, I, I could probably count on one hand really, really close people in Me my too. life. And I've known them since we were teenagers. And, you know, we've gone through so many life experiences together. And in some ways, my friend circle has gotten smaller and smaller as I'm, as I'm growing up, but it's gotten better and better because yeah. I'm learning more about me. I'm learning how to bring that to my friendships. And I'm learning that really what's most important is like not just kind of who you love, but how you love and how mm. you be, how I you are that, that friend. Yeah. That's a really good answer. <laughs> Thanks. That was a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> I have some questions for you from Down For oh, It because I am you know, so down for it. my favorite thing about these books, right, is these amazing quizzes that yeah. are the in interactive here. aspect. It's, it <laughs> makes it feel like those like teen magazines you read with the quizzes about like, about friendship a I lot know, of the time, actually. That's the stuff yeah. we all love. So here's, here's a true friend test. Are you ready? I'll just yes. ask you a couple questions. Okay. But it's in this book. And the idea is think about, I guess everybody listening, think about somebody that you are friends with. You know, try to picture a, a specific person yeah. and just see if any of these questions make sense. You're going to answer yes or no kind of intuitively, like almost as fast as you can. Like, okay. Don't think too, too, too much okay. about it. Okay. So here are the questions. After we're together, I feel happy and good about myself. Yes. Mm. Um, When (laughs) something good happens, they're the first person I want to tell because I know they'll be excited for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I heard you say that in your convo with Malia. Um, When I'm angry about something and I just need to talk, they'll listen. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to pay attention to. That is. Communication. Um, Communication. Um, And... uh, Whenever they're sad or upset, I feel bad and I want to help any way that I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. And then I would stand up for them and I know they do the same for me. 1,000%. Right. For sure. Okay. That's, you have to. I know, but there are some people that may be listening to this quiz that may not yeah. answer that. So point is, these are just good like gut checks, mm-hmm. right, about a true friend because you want it to be equal. Right? We talked yeah. about that. It's got to be 50-50. Yeah. And listen, not, and I, here's what I would add. Maybe not all the time. Sometimes if you've got a friend yeah. who's going through a lot of stuff, like maybe you do spend a lot of time talking this to them, true. right? About true. their issues. Yeah. But we do want friends who can hold the same space for us. Mm-hmm. Treat you the way you treat them. Bingo. So what happens if you do realize you're not in a great friendship? What mm-hmm. do you do about it? And how do you make sure you're not the reason? why that friendship's yeah, not great. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Maybe sometimes you realize that you're doing things you didn't even know you were doing, but you're causing the friendship to maybe go south or not feel as good as it could feel. And I think it's honestly kind of scarily easy to get in that position. Maybe if you're going through something in your life and you don't don't even realize that you're taking it out on one of your friends, what can you do to stop that and realize yeah. that? Yeah. We have so much more to talk about. So this is just the beginning. And we want to thank y'all for listening to the Smart Girls Podcast with Shay and Jess. And if you're an adult or a parent that's listening right now with your smart girl, you can follow us and you can write a review. We really love reviews. That helps (laughs) us out a lot. And if you're on social media, you can follow us at I'm Jess Wiener, at Shay Rudolph, and at American Girl Brand. 
We're on Instagram and TikTok, and we're going to be posting some really cool behind-the-scenes footage and video clips from these interviews. So we love that you're listening, and thank you all so much.